Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Balance Podcast. We are releasing this on Friday the 5th of July. Why? Because Midsummer. <laughs> that is so not how you say it. But we're, obviously I want to say Midsummer, but it ends AR, so... <laughs> my northern accent is making mid, it sounds like Liam Gallagher trying to say midsummer midsummer um, it's out in cinemas today so we, we're releasing this today we're chatting with Will Poulter one of the stars I, tell, I mean this podcast I'm, I'm, I'm teetering I'm veering towards arrogance because I'm the chap responsible for getting the guests but I'll tell you what if this is the first time you've listened to it Will Poulter previous episodes Ricky Gervais Patricia Arquette, Dane Jess Ennis, uh, Fern Cotton, loads, loads more. Uh, comedian Matt Ford, wonderful. Loads of great episodes. How is it free? Um, and today's no exception, the great Will Poulter, one of my favourite actors. Uh, he's one of those guys, when you go on, when you go on IMDb and you realise... Well, can I can't speak for myself. <laughs> you may have never seen a film in your life. Um, when I went on IMDb, I've seen pretty much everything he's ever been in um yes if, if his movies were panini football stickers they're nearly all got and there's only one or two needs it's a, i've stretched that that's a that's an obscure analogy if you if you enjoyed panini stickers you, you, you'll be with me um so midsummer is that now oh also the beauty of releasing this on the 5th of july is that it means that i can uh Plug, promote the new issue of Balance magazine, which hits streets Monday the 8th of July. It's a special issue, and I can't say why. You'll see why. Look out for that. Distributed all across London. Tubes, the trains, all of that. Balance magazine. If you don't live in London, follow us on all the socials. Balance, L-D-N. And the website is balance.media. The reason why I'm saying all this is because if you don't live in London, and I know a lot of our listeners do not, um, you can check out the mag because when the new issue comes out, um, a lot of it appears online and more of it across next week will get uh, will get added to it. 
you, you are in for a treat there, my friends, I will say no more. Uh, so Will Poulter and I, we talk about Midsummer a lot. There are a lot of themes in Midsummer that chime with balance. Um, it's an exp- I mean, it's a, it's a exploration of, of grief. Um, oh, crikey. And also, I, fa- I mean, I was... <laughs> I was working out some real things in this movie. Um, I, I don't. Just, I, I mustn't spoil it. But my, uh, let me know what you think. Drop me a line. Podcast at balance.media. Because I went to a preview, so I don't know any. And I'm one other person who's seen it. And I, want, I really want to talk about it. But I, it for me, I woke up the next day having gone to the preview, and it was one of those films where when I woke up. I was still thinking about it, and it's evoked a lot of memories. And I've never been to um, a, a Swedish festival that took a bizarre turn after 20, 20 or so minutes. I don't want to spoil the movie. It's it's an absolute treat. I would say, in life, there are two types of people. There are people who haven't seen Midsummer, and there are people who, when they will look at certain things, will be getting all sorts of flashbacks. That is certainly what happened to me. It's an absolute treat. Ari Aster. Wow, what a talent. Um, so yes, Will Poulter, lovely man. Oh, I've got to explain. There's a private joke in the podcast that will make no sense. So to explain, Will Poulter and I had had a, a lengthy chat a couple of weeks ago, but it was over the phone. And it was that lovely and expert. It was that lovely and experience that I hope, <laughs> don't want to put words into Will's mouth here. It was so lovely that I felt it would make a lovely uh, podcast. So if you could meet up face to face, we should try and make something work for the podcast. And God bless Will Poulter. We made something work for the podcast. So the pressure that we put ourselves under, it's, very, it's important I explain this. Um, in the podcast interview, there's this running joke for a little bit about albums. So the reason is when I, walked into the room and Will and I actually met properly for the first time, having spoken on the phone. I said our first conversation had gone that well. It was a bit like an al- uh, a band having a hit album. And could we replicate the success of that first album with, with what was essentially the, uh, as he says, the, the sophomore album? Uh, and so that, that I, I have to explain that. When we're talking about second albums, you're thinking, what are they talking about? And that's why so the, this, the podcast chat was our second conversation and the pressure was could it live up to the first one that we'd had and I sincerely hope I, I hope it proves to be the as a Pearl Jam fan I hope the podcast proves to be the verses to our uh, initial conversation which was the 10 I, I I happen to think that verses is slightly better than 10 so there you go I want to explain that so uh, Will Poulter what a lovely man as you may know as you, you've probably seen him being interviewed before comes across as a, a just a lovely chap, and uh, yeah, you're in for a treat. I, I love this guy. I, I love him so much, as as as, as it will come across. Uh, hope you enjoy. Lovely, Will Poulter. <laughs> um, huge congratulations with Midsummer. I mean, I feel like uh, that is an experience that will. I'd like to think stay with me forever. Right. Um, how how was it to shoot? Did, was it was it. Um, yeah, I take it you don't get lost in the madness on the on the shoot. Is it, is it quite a normal shoot? 
Yeah, it's interesting. It, it was challenging um, for everyone, I think. Um, from a technical perspective, it was quite an ambitious film. Um, and, you know, as you can see from the movie, with it being as kind of sort of um, visually, you know, uh, powerful as it is, um, it required everyone to sort of engage with, with Ari's sort of unique um, visual vocabulary, which means that you're not really engaging in sort of traditional blocking so much as you're kind of learning sort of choreography. Um, you have very, very sort of specific and measured placements in the frame to uh, sort of respect. Um, but then, you know, you're also given freedom as well, I think, with your, with your character and, and the way you sort of express yourself within character. So it was um, very specific, but but not constraining, I would say. But, but challenging just because, you know, um, there are a lot of very complicated camera moves and, um, you know, ambitious shots, which makes for a visually stunning film. But, but, but long, you know, difficult days. We, we chatted a few days ago and we, we mm. talked about Christopher Nolan in that when he first came on the scene, he became a director where when it was announced he was making a new movie, you, you would think to yourself, well, I'm going to see the new Chris Nolan film. Yes. Ari Aster feels like that doesn't he I, I, I want to know whatever that guy's doing I want to be at the front of the queue 100% I, I fully agree yeah he kind of feels peerless and, and someone who's kind of carving out a sort of portfolio of work that you know you can compare to to greats I mean like Nolan um, you know and um, he is unique in the sense that he's creating I think films that are hard to put into genre boxes, you know, I think with Hereditary, you know, yes, it was a horror film, it was a film in lots of senses, but it was also very, very funny at times. It was a, it was a family drama as much as it was a horror or a comedy at other times. So I say the same is true of, of Midsummer. It's a breakup movie, it's a comedy, it's a horror film, it's a thriller, it's this sort of strange psychedelic cultural study Um and, you know, when, when filmmakers do that and they sort of fly in the face of convention um, and, you know, create films that I think from, from you know, the point at which they're kind of released will be the sorts of films that others are compared to, you know that the, the filmmaker is special. And, and that's definitely true of Ari. I'm probably asking this question as a person who's had a lot of therapy. But I felt... <laughs> right, me too. I felt... Oh, Right, yeah. I mean, right, okay. Because I, I felt that that film, that felt like a lot of therapy sessions squeezed into a two. I felt like I was really working yeah. some stuff through. I know other people who've seen it who've felt the same sort of thing. Mm. Did you have a similar experience there? Then? Yeah, and I think I think it also speaks to how Ari's work is infused with a, with a genuine interest in psychology and you know uh, mental health and how you know our experiences with other people and. Um, you know, our relationships, be it, you know, platonic relationships or romantic relationships kind of, you know, affect our emotional development and, and, and our growth. And so, yeah, I, I 100% felt that, you know, and, and also that's kind of what I think I really bought into with this project. Um, this idea that all of the characters were really carefully constructed from a psychological perspective and they all felt, you know, um, very rich with, with emotion and, and, and sort of psychological depth. Um, you know, uh, I didn't feel like any of us were kind of playing sort of, you know, pure stereotypes. 
Um, it's interesting. I mean, with with Mark, the character that I played, you know, he's this person that projects sort of confidence, and you know, he can come across, I think, at, at times as a, a, a sort of the kind of the sort of you know just sort of stereotypical bro. But it was interesting to think about just how self-loathing and kind of insecure he was underneath that, and that was something that Ari really wanted to to draw out um, as much as as much as possible. What was your now that this is this will descend into a, an ego massage and not a question here. But if you ask you ask anyone, our mutual friend Brett Goldstein, yes. or anyone who's worked with you, everyone will always say that the nicest person, the nicest person, the nicest person. This is such a, a consistent theme. That's very nice of you to say. What, what, has therapy played a, a part there? Is it, you know, in terms of mm. making you who you are in that regard? Well, I don't. I mean, I can't. I can't sort of. Confirm that. That's very, <laughs> very, that's very sweet. But um, uh, I, I imagine I, if you, I am a legend. No, I, I mean, I just that's very nice. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think, I think I'm very kind of conscious of the need to sort of um, be introspective and, and check in on myself, and um, you know, uh, take care of my mental health certainly. And um, you know, I think also that now we sort of live in a time where I think conversations about mental health are not so taboo. And um, particularly within the male community, there's a lot of issues around, um, you know, men not discussing mental health. I think uh, women have been ahead of us for a long time as far as discussing, you know, their their emotions and their mental health. And, and we've, we're sort of having to play catch up in that regard. And that that requires us to sort of, I think, dismantle some of the kind of stigma around it so so that's contributed to my development as a as a as a person um but yeah you know playing mark was an interesting one because he was sort of you know the sort of male that i aspire not to be <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it was kind of he's kind of the poster child for out of touch regressive you know male who in 2019 is hopefully being called out for their behavior and and not being suffered uh, any longer if that makes sense how was that to play someone who is so not you because uh, as you say I mean the word douchebag spring, springs right, to mind doesn't it right right uh, how do you do that? it's not like it's an extension of you it's it's mm. a totally different person you're playing isn't it yeah and I, I hope so I hope I never resemble, <laughs> resemble Mark in any in any way actually um, you know it's it's fun I think anytime you're given an opportunity to play an example of what to do or what not to do it's kind of you kind of feel like your character might have some sort of useful social application you know so I felt like and and these are kind of arguably two extremes but like I felt that way with Detroit even you know when I, when I did Detroit I, that's not a character that you want to aspire to be in any sort of way shape or form um, but it was an opportunity to hold someone up as an example of what we can't afford to uh allow space for in society you know the, the racially motivated police officer um and the violently racist individual you know separate from the uniform uh is someone that we should just have zero tolerance for so to have an opportunity to play that and and underscore the need to kind of not tolerate that person was 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 really you know was was a really great opportunity and i felt like with mark i was just playing someone that i was encouraging people to to laugh at as well you know like look at this idiot look at this buffoon and and how out of touch he is and you know it sort of leads you to think that he might really deserve what he gets in a way 
So, so I was in a press screener, and mm. as you can imagine... And by the way, I should have said, I love Brett Goldstein. I should just have said that, because you, you I took mentioned it as a Brett given. Goldstein. I took it as a given. Okay, it was, it was all the way through that answer. I just... Oh, oh, you mentioned it on depression. I love Brett Goldstein so much. Brett would have been listening to that going, I hope he says that he loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he, yeah, exactly. Or it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in a press screener. I've, I've been in a lot of comedies in press screeners, and journalists don't always laugh at everything. Mm. This movie gets some big, rich... Left. So that oh, must be cool. nice for you to uh, exercise those comedy chops, which we all know that you've got. Well, yeah, it was it was fun, you know, and I'm lucky that Ari is just generally genuinely such a funny guy, and 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 you know his script was so dense with humour. Um, so it it was fun to it was fun to do that, you know. I mean, it, it it's interesting because I think when it comes to comedy or drama, it's not necessarily the, the sort of genre that leads me so much as the, the character. And if the character happens to be funny, that's kind of a sort of, I don't know, that, that, that's, um, that's kind of an afterthought actually to, to whether I feel like I can authentically embody that person. Sure. Um, it's not necessarily like I'm, I'm looking to do something where I make people laugh um, as much as I'm looking to um, convincingly be someone. Um, and, you know, it just so happened that humor was a, was a kind of tool of Marx that he used to kind of, I think, as I say, mask insecurity. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I really found it interesting that his humour, you know, was inherently mean and often detracting of, of the people around him and, and, and what he was sort of experiencing. Um, but it came from a, a place of, of lacking, where he, he felt like he lacked confidence and self-worth. And so... Um, the way that he dealt with that was by trying to sort of take from from others, which is kind of quite fucked up if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this movie as well is you know if, if it's too hot outside, there's a lovely air conditioned cinema. Mm. Now, genuinely, this if you want escapism, this this film certainly offers that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. And and I don't think you know you could ever really sort of anticipate kind of what direction it goes in. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a surprise for sure. But then it doesn't offer escapism in the sense that we've released it in the summer, where it's like you know, in a lot of places, hot and sunny. And um, if you come out of this movie expecting the kind of comfort of darkness, you won't you won't necessarily get. I mean, you have to watch so this true. movie in the evening, or else it's just. You know, this film makes you scared of sunlight, so I wouldn't watch it in the day. I'd, I'd watch it at, at night. It's one of the horror films I'd, I'd suggest you watch at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, uh, the, the reaction, not just from uh, from critics, but from moviegoers, mm. already is uh, electrifying. That's that's a beautiful thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's been lovely. That's been really lovely. Um, you know, to see. Um, moviegoers really love it and of course you know having a having a positive critical reception is is a fantastic bonus but i think um you know we have to sort of you know consider kind of the majority of people who are going to see this movie and if they're enjoying it then that's that's fun that's fantastic there are avid ari aster fans who i think he's he's satisfied um and and from you know uh, what we've seen up until now people who uh, go and watch this movie kind of not quite knowing what to expect have been sort of blown away. So that's, that's great. And, and, you know, as I said, I I kind of feel like this film is, um, universally accessible because it, at the heart of it are human relationships and it is an exploration of how we treat our fellow human beings and, and how we kind of, um, interact with one another in the context of our relationships, be it a friendship, be it professional relationship, be it a romantic relationship. And that's a really, um, accessible entry point for this 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Crazy crazy journey that is midsummer. And also, I mean, there are some films that you can watch on on your phone. Mm. However, this is a. Fa- I sound like I, I sound like uh, I own shares in Ariaster, and I and I, I wish I did. But <laughs> this is a film because of the cinematography, the rich color palette. Mm. I think you do need to you do need to see it on the, on the big screen, don't you? There's so much so much going on. Some of it is, is it could be a painting. Yes, a hundred percent. This is like I, yeah, to watch this on a sort of a small screen would, would be a shame. Um, visually, it's stunning and. Pavel, our, our DOP, did such an amazing job. Second time, sort of collaborating with him on a feature because um, he did Hereditary um, uh, with Ari. Um, but he's a he's a stunningly talented DOP, and uh, you know Ari pays as much attention to the emotional sort of constructs of his character as he does the the details of his frame and um, what it looks like aesthetically. So that's that's why he's so good, you know, and, and, and has that kind of magic combination that you want in a director. Are you allowed to be pals off screen? What I mean by that is there are, there are examples of directors who, if people aren't getting on, he wants them separate. Uh, Black Swan springs to mind, you know. Right. I think Aronofsky was trying to create some tension there. Oh, really? He failed, apparently, because the two, the two leads were best mates. There's nothing, oh, really? there's nothing you could do about it. That's interesting. Was it, was it, were you allowed to be pals off screen, or was it the same sort of thing there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, I found it to be one of those sort of more kind of collaborative experiences that I've, I've had. And, and we did a lot of kind of prep and bonding time and, and table time really? with one another beforehand. Yeah, going into it, um, which was great. In fact, we did a, and I don't know whether I mentioned this to you when we, when we first spoke, um, when we, when we did our debut. Um, but, um, uh, I'll mention it in, in our, our, our sophomore uh, effort that, um, uh, we did an improvisation exercise kind of off-site where we went into a restaurant where you cook your own meal, but we all did it in character. And Ari was there kind of overseeing it, sort of like semi-directing slash just sitting back and watching how, you know, Archie Medeque as Simon would interact with, you know, me, me as Mark and how Jack Rayner as Christian would respond to Florence Pugh as Danny, you know, and just... 
it was an amazing experience. Not great for the other people in the restaurant because Mark is so obnoxious that I would think oh. pretty much disturbed, you know, any sort of dates that were going on or any oh, that was being had. But yeah. Does this exist? Uh, was this captured? I'm, I'm thinking DVD extra. I think Florence Pugh has a few photos of it and maybe a couple of videos. Um, amazing. Actually, what's quite interesting about it is um, uh, William Jackson Harper who plays Josh, wasn't available because I think he was shooting Good Place at right. the time. Um, and he sort of joined us slightly uh, later. So Ari had to step in as Will for that exercise. Ooh. So Ari was playing Josh, which was fascinating to, to watch. You, you, you touched on it earlier about women being ahead of men when it comes to mental health. Because even in 2019, it does feel that some fellas, to bring up certain things... Yeah, part of their background or, or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, said, I did say this in our in our hit debut album, but um, <laughs> I'll, smash that was. I'll, I'll, rephr- I'll rephrase. Uh, I'll put it on definitely, maybe. <laughs> um, I hope you know that the, the the role you have, even if you don't know it, the role you've taken on there, and a lot of young men and young women as well will will, will listen to what you're saying in this chat, and mm. either they will think I actually want to talk about these things to my friends, or I actually want to maybe seek out. We talked about personal mm. development books on our on audiobook yes. or, a, or a therapist. Um, what, what's that like? Because I, I feel that you be, you're touching a lot of lives there. Well, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a expert by any means, and, and I think it's always important to sort of um, caveat, you know, anything I do say that I'm just speaking from personal experience. And you know, at the end of the day, everyone has a has a mental health to sort of consider and and, and try and take care of. And I think um, if I can help in any way, it's just about being honest and and contributing to what is already you know a kind of developing conversation um, that I think is I think is improving and I think is you know um, involving more and more people. Um, so you know, I just hope that. For anyone who might be struggling with mental health issues and feel like a sense of shame or be fearful about talking about it, to kind of know that, you know, part of the issue is that there is a sense of shame, you know, still and a cloud um, surrounding the topic of mental health that shouldn't be there. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone really kind of hesitates much talking about physical health and physical health is kind of well, you know, publicized in the media is something to constantly be monitoring. Mental health should be kind of, I think, um, publicized in exactly the same way. So um, really the, the stigma when you think about it starts to look actually very silly, um, particularly when you kind of appreciate that without a brain, none of us work. So um yeah, and, and and just encourage kind of open, um, you know, uh, safe uh, dialogue about it. I, I love you, Will. I love you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, just to wrap up, I'll end with a fan question. Yeah, yeah. Um, someone who's uh, someone who's enjoyed your entire output. I, said, I know I did say this, and definitely maybe, but I Thanks, did, didn't say this next <laughs> bit. But ever since Son of Rambo and, and and School of Comedy, and to watch you grow and, and evolve, it's been. So exciting. May I ask, this is the fan question, what's what's coming up in the future? Anything you can share with us? I really hate myself for saying this because I genuinely can't say, which is so annoying. Ooh, I want to. No, I love it. That makes it, right. that makes it even more exciting. 
I really want to be able to say, um, but um, I, I'm due to be working with someone I've admired for a long, long time, a director who I love. Um, and so I, I, I wish, I, every day I check in to ask whether I'm allowed to scream it from a rooftop, but I'm not. Um, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to, to say soon, but feel very lucky to be working with them. Um, and that'll be, yeah, shortly. I'll start on that in a couple of months. How, how could I find out as, as Secretary of the Will Porter Fan Club? <laughs> oh, you're too kind to me. Um, I... I will. I will let you know privately. Oh! That's, that's, what that's a thrill! Yeah. <laughs> so, so today, so today, it's not a coincidence. I'm wearing my Cyclops socks from from Marvel. If, if yes. someone someone who would make a, a wonderful Cyclops is, mm. is Will Porter. Does the does the, the the comic book world is that is that something that you would pursue in that regard? It's it's definitely not something that I'd uh, dismiss instantly for the same reason that I wouldn't dismiss any project you know based on 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 genre i kind of would be looking at the same things that have kind of guided my decisions to date which is just like you know what is the message of the product and, and can i subscribe to that um uh you know is there authenticity to the to the character and can i believably embody them and you know who would i be working with in order to execute it what what our audience is going to be um receiving you know um if i'm to be involved in it so yeah uh, i would would never say never to that you ended on a Justin Bieber lyric, which is the right. Perfect, yeah, yeah, the perfect. Yeah, perfect ending. That's I how about, I wanted it to go. I think about that some way too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Will, thank you so much. Thank you there. so much. Top man. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Will. Cheers, man. Bless you. And did I- how about that? Hey, Will Poulter, top top man. Um, if if you haven't seen many of his uh, films and TV shows, I, IMDb is it's just the, it's the perfect website, isn't it? It's so wonderful. Um, I remember him as a child star in School of Comedy. Uh, Son of Rambo is just a treat. I saw it on uh, <laughs> I saw it on Prime Video, uh, and then you've got things like The Revenant, things like Detroit. Where the Millers was probably his breakthrough in terms of American success, um, and it's just wonderful that this lad who had so much promise and potential as a child star has more than fulfilled that potential. We now see one of the most exciting and gifted uh, actors working today. I, I, I love the guy. Um, fantastic. Will Poulter. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm about one sentence away from going for asking for three cheers. Um, that would be, if you're listening to this on a, on a packed tube and I went hip hip and you shouted out hooray, you, you would be my hero forever. Um, anyway, as ever, if you want to drop me a line, <laughs> it's the needy. It's the needy section of the show. Drop me a line, uh, podcast at balance dot media uh, for sales. For sales, do you want me doing the advert? Of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, sales at balance dot media. Sales at balance dot media. And I tell you what, as bonus episodes go, Will Poulter talking about. The the hottest movie out at the moment in terms of uh, in terms of a real frisson in the air. I mean, I think America must have seen it early because uh, Wednesday morning, Twitter over here in Blighty was uh, was crackling. It was fizzing with the buzz from America for this movie. So I I, I urge you to go see it. Midsummer, one for the big screen. You uh, you know. As, uh, Nick Ross used to say on Crime Watch, 
don't have nightmares. If you see Midsummer, I'm not saying that you'll have nightmares, but I reckon you'll have some pretty meaty dreams. Um, stick that on the poster. Um, thank you as always. I'm James Gill. This is a privilege to do this podcast. So uh, thank you as always. You know, as long as I get to... Uh, you know, it's such a joy to get to meet people like Will and get to pick his brains and listen to him and and learn from him. Um, yeah, what what uh, what an absolute privilege. So thank you very much. The Balance Podcast. Uh, see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.